Hey, everybody. Hello. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. <laughs> Hi. I'm Dan. And I'm Dave. I'm sitting in for Frank today. Yeah, Dave's new, so everybody be, be gentle. He's, <laughs> he's a little afraid of all of you right now. But mostly so, of you, Dan. I know. I'm intimidating. What can I do? Yeah. There's nothing I can do about that. So, coming up on today's program, and the second half of our show, we've got a really fun thing. It's another interview. Wow. We almost never do interviews. So this is kind of two in a week, right? Yeah. Two, two in a row. Two in a row. Uh, this one is with uh, famous atheist blogger Greta Christina. So, that'll be fun to, to hear her. Frank and I recorded that before he ran away and went on his little ex- excursion. Vacay. Yep. He's, uh, he's, he's happily ensconced in... Italy. Nice. Right Sardinia. Okay, yeah. Sardinia. Yeah. Which apparently is pretty. I don't know. Never been there. I've heard that. I uh, I have no proof of that. <laughs> and I need proof. I need proof. I'm a skeptic of all things, including claims that Sardinia <laughs> is pretty. <laughs> Anywho. I um, have faith that it is. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, that's and nice. I've seen some pictures that were pretty nice oh yeah well you know they have the photoshops now they can do all sorts of things with pictures and who knows it could look really pretty but smell really bad <laughs> that's true i don't know there's uh, i believe me i've met some italians <laughs> who are not overly obsessed with hygiene i'm just gonna put it that way that's nice they but just smell different i think there went the italian listenership both of them all Two. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Anyway. Oh, you know what? Speaking of Italy, uh, the Pope. I got a Pope story. Oh. You want to hear about the Pope? I love I love Ratzinger. 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 Yeah. yeah, Ratzinger. Or Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger. <laughs> to, I don't know. I want to just throw something out there. He's kind of like the Heatmeister. Remember that stop motion Christmas, like Jack Frost. Movie? Oh yeah, the yeah. heat, the heat miser, isn't it? Miser. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I actually never watched those really I as a kid. Obsessively watched them. That was my favorite part of holidays. Of the holidays. Yeah. It's the only part you liked. You, uh-huh. you didn't like the. Uh, did your family have like a holiday tradition of like sitting around and reading the? The store, the Christmas story, or anything like that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Out of the out of the the Bible. Yes, and um, for all you listeners who don't know me, which is all of you, I come from a very big, large Mormon family. And yeah, you do. We tried every year to read the Christmas story, but <laughs> nine, nine kids doesn't make for a very <laughs> attentive audience. It was, a, it was, it was chaos. chaos, constant chaos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like your family, but I can't imagine trying to organize them to do anything. We didn't. I mean, we tried, but <laughs> <laughs> not a lot was accomplished. Your poor parents. I know. Oh well. Anyway, um, so I am just looking at this this Pope guy. He. Um, I don't know if you know this, Dave. He doesn't necessarily love the the gays. That's weird. I know, right? Because he seems so gay himself. <laughs> <laughs> really? That guy? Not with his Prada shoes and all his adornments, those cute little robes, those smart little hats that he wears, you know. Oh, that's true. He does yeah. know how to accessorize. He does. But, I mean, I think he's got people for that. That's He's got... <laughs> he, Although in this picture that I'm looking at, he does look particularly fluffy. <laughs> He's quite a fluffy guy right now. Other times, like on the blog, I don't know if you saw, caught the blog post that I did where I compare, where I would show a picture of Ratzinger next to the emperor. Oh, from, I saw that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, from emperor uh, Palpatine. 
I don't call him that because that that indicates that there are other movies than the first three, and I don't that, believe in oh, that. Oh, okay. All right. I only I only believe in the first three movies, the the original trilogy. Anyway, and then Thomas Monson as the Penguin. That was cute. Danny DeVito as the Penguin. I thought it was fun. Anywho, um, the so the Pope was uh, apparently recently gave a a talk, a a speech, um, in which he he basically said that gay people aren't fully developed humans. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously right about that. Right. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. At least if you're anything to go by. Like they don't, they, they didn't <laughs> complete puberty. <laughs> Something happened in the womb. Yeah. They've, got, they've got one too few I, actually, chromosomes I, or something. I don't think I've heard that argument before. That's kind of. The non-fully developed yeah. humans. Like you were supposed to have developed your, your love like of the, titties by the, the time. The evolutionary you're... process. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dave. I'm afraid you're not fully developed. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, and you're out now, by the way, to everybody, because I, I just outed you. Oh, great. As being queer. I don't know that I was in. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly hope not. Um, that's that's going to be a struggle for me. But what's really funny is that then at another uh, event, the Pope was about to give another anti-gay speech, mm-hmm. and God stopped him. <gasps> How do you do that? <laughs> With... With, with a smackdown. With the weather. <laughs> he used the weather. Oh, well, good for him. Apparently there were... Well, God's been making some changes lately. <laughs> he's, he's... Yeah, he's becoming more and more tolerant. Really? Yeah, that's true. All yeah. of A lot of his churches yeah. were very, very They're much very... against... And then they slowly, over time, it seems like God, God guides them towards whatever society is choosing. Right. Interesting. Just so that they're in line culturally. Right, right. So and, that they're no, but, not as obsolete. But the, the Lord works in mysterious ways, Dave. So maybe he's guiding society to do it. And yeah. then after he guides society to accept something, he the tells his church to accept it. In society, the religions <laughs> the ones, catch up. The, yeah. Event, right. Right. At the end. Right. They catch up at the end. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense, really. But it's, yeah, so apparently he was... definitely mystical. He was giving a talk and uh, and literally, like, powerful winds and sheets of rain <laughs> just started pouring out of the sky, <laughs> whipping off his skull cap, apparently, and shaking the stage, knocking over at least one tent. <laughs> <laughs> Vatican officials apparently said, uh, although the Pope was unable to finish his speech that the content of his entire speech was still valid and could be published. Oh, good. He still hates homos. It's awesome. It's still valid, he though. He lovingly hates them. He, he, yes, he loves to hate the homos. The homzos. Homzos? Yeah. Ho- homos. That should be a, that should be a, a breakfast cereal. <laughs> it's like homo- homes oh. and o's. Homos. homos. Welcome mm. home. They're delicious. They're like Cheerios, but they're not as cheery. And they're more about your home. And being gay. I'd think they'd be more cheery. Or you could do the Mexican version, culos. <laughs> hey, that means butthole. <laughs> Thanks for translating, that's Dave. That's, Dave's that's part not, Mexican, you guys. It's not, that's not very appetizing. <laughs> You're, to some it is. Wake up anyway. to a bowl full of culos. <laughs> <laughs> no me gusta. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I guess How I'd, about just one culo? I guess I'd wake you up. I'd love to... Someday you're going to wake up and my culo is going to be in your bowl. Uh, <laughs> 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 I 
awesome. it, it might have been a mistake for me to invite you. I on. know. Well, you know I, I didn't. I didn't bring up Kulos. I just, <laughs> I just translated. <laughs> we're getting a little. Uh, we're getting a little raunchy here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, let's quickly then jump to one of your stories. Okay. You tell tell us a story, Dave. Um, speaking of eating, not, <laughs> I'm going to do a little transition here. Segway. Nice. Um, so Romney supporters, um, I don't really know where they're based. I don't really care. Um, oh, I know. You know. They're based in, uh, that, this, this story starts in Price, Utah. Oh, okay. Okay. So apparently Romney's not doing so hot. He wasn't the candidate that everybody thought he would be. Oh. And he's kind of slipping in the polls. Oh, no. And uh, some some folks here, apparently, in Utah mm-hmm. are a little concerned about that. And so they've decided to, um, I guess it's one particular woman um, is had done an email blast and um, asked her friends and family if they wanted to do a fast um to help Romney in preparation for the debates mm. that are coming up. Yeah, he, he kind of does need that help. Yeah. <laughs> and that seems to me like anytime that you're at that stage, <laughs> that fast stage. <laughs> when, when you're to the point where it's like, oh, he's really he's not doing really well. Really not doing well. We have some real trouble coming up here. Yeah, we should probably not eat. <laughs> <laughs> like it, when it gets really desperate. Yeah. So they're so they're fasting for him to do better at the at the debates, huh? Yeah. But then the the story just launched. Yeah. Like it went all viral and shit. Right, so now right. Mormons all over the place are going to do it. Fasting, and that makes me wonder what Mormon friends and family of ours might be fasting for. Oh, me. you know your dad and mom are going to be fasting. Possibly. You know yeah, for I'll you know to, they totally to are. See. Are you starving yourself for Romney? <laughs> I never quite understood that whole thing we should start a we should start a website called starving for romney or why don't we do fasting for atheism (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah well you know it's funny because i it's like a punch back yeah back yeah except that that, i mean i'm sure people have fasted for us to be religious right yeah i know i i'll bet you money your mom and dad fasted for you to not be gay anymore Mm -hmm. and fasted for you to find the church again Mm -hmm. and i know that my that andrea's parents my wife's parents have been have been just fasting their pretty little faces off (laughs) you you would would think they would have all lost a lot of weight frankly with the amount that they haven't been eating kind of like a Backhanded way, or just kind of a backdoor way of trying to lose some weight. Yeah, exactly. That's it's <laughs> losing weight, God's yeah. way, God's anorexia. <laughs> find more and more things to care about. Yeah. Step one: find more and more things to care about. <laughs> Step two: don't eat. Don't eat because God hates it when you eat. Step three: lose weight. Be skinny. Be pretty. Skinny equals pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny does equal pretty, and I uh, I I wanted to tag on to uh, to your story. Yeah, I found a website called Forty Days to Save America. Oh, and uh, uh, Dave, I don't know if you know this, but America is in crisis. It needs to be saved. It, it says so on this page, and it says that. Uh, it, oh, this is a great quote. All around us, we see economic decline, immorality, corruption, growing secular humanism, yeah. and attacks on religious liberty. Yeah, immorality—that's 
that's just cover for black president. <laughs> right. <laughs> Immorality means black people getting power. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican people being allowed to stay when when we don't want them. And, Get out uh, of our country. You're not taking our jobs. And a lot of people having sex and enjoying themselves. Oh, sick. For far too much. That's that's what immorality means in Mormonism. Right. It means you, immorality means nothing more or less than sex. Just pleasure. All it means enjoying is enjoying yourself. Right. Yeah. You, enjoying yourself and your penis and or vagina. And yeah, and yeah. not feeling guilt about it. Well, yeah, yeah. You you got to feel the guilt. I mean, that's what that's what. Uh, uh, but I mean, Doctor, if you do Dr. it, Dr. Daryl Ray last week, talked and you about feel it a guilt, bit. it's less immoral than if you do it and you don't. <laughs> yeah, kind of. If you touch yourself and feel guilt, I've, you're headed in the right direction, according to them. I would yeah, say. I mean, if they probably acknowledge that you're going to touch yourself, yeah. but at least you need to feel the guilty. The least about you it. can do <laughs> is hate yourself. Is know how bad you are. <laughs> Because really, that's the important. Because they part. have a large stake in that, you know. It really affects them yeah. when you touch yourself. Well, so earlier you mentioned uh, skinny is pretty. You, you mentioned <laughs> ideas of prettiness. This is my awkward. I wanted to transition there, but I had to mention that other stupid oh, okay. forty days to save America site okay. before I transitioned. Okay. But what I was going to mention is: Have you seen this thing online? Of it's it's a, a some guy on reddit or blogger or something posted a picture that he took of a Sikh, a Sikh woman uh-huh. who was in line for something i don't know where they're at oh no and uh i already know where this is going she okay. well she has a beard the deal is she's a young woman uh-huh but she has a lot of facial hair uh-huh. it's a full beard yeah it's as much as you've got <laughs> <laughs> which isn't quite that much it's not a lot yeah i don't have a full man's beard <laughs> But she's got it's, she's it's definitely patchy. she's definitely got a lot of, of facial hair. And the Sikhs, I don't know if you know this, can't cut their hair. Right. Religiously speaking, they're not allowed to cut their hair. Which I think we need to come up with more strictures, funny strictures for different religions. Fingernails. You can't cut your fingernails if you're a seventh day Adventist. <laughs> God doesn't want you to do that. You can't or or toenails. That's even yeah. more no, you can't have your top button unbuttoned. <laughs> if you're a uh, born again. Yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, the truth is she actually isn't an unattractive girl. Mm-hmm. But, she, but you know, we're not good with women with facial hair in this yeah. country. And so he posted this thing and it went viral and everybody was like, oh, my God, look at this ugly woman with her facial hair and blah, blah, blah. Oh, nice. And uh, and yeah, of course, it was it started a lot of mean stuff. And then up pops a uh, a comment on the thread that says, hey, guys, this is Balpreet Kaur, the girl from the picture. Oh, man. I'm not embarrassed or even humiliated by the attention, negative and positive, that this picture is getting because it is who I am. And then she... Uh, yeah, she just basically talked about how she, as a Sikh woman, is not uh, able to cut hair, and she's fine with it. And you know, she just took the opportunity to just say, "Hey, it's your problem, not mine." Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. I think it's great. Yeah. So, so then, I mean, this whole this led to an apology from the guy that originally posted it, and oh, wow. like, there's like almost some humanity <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I just looked around. I just read it and I was like, "Hey, that's that's, that's people being it's not so bad after all. Being people. Yeah. Way to be a human, guys." Yeah, that's interesting because yeah, th- I mean, 
for whatever reason, we really like to make sure we're pointing out the other and making it scary or disgusting or strange or weird. And then she just inserted her humanity in there and people were like, oh, I guess... (laughs) I guess I'm a dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's pretty easy to make fun of a photo. Yeah. But when you're right. facing down like a human who's just like, hey, I'm still a person yeah. here just yeah. doing a thing. Yeah. She, it's uh, just a beard. I liked oh, how well. she put it. She said, my hair doesn't stop me from being normal or doing service, so it's not a hindrance. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, apparently, and she says, I've been to the doctor regarding this, and it's just a side effect of my hormone levels during my teenage years. So, you know... I just think, you know what? And um, so I was talking about this with uh, Andrea's sister yesterday and Andrea. Yeah. And one of the two of them said, you know, it's, you know, commenting on the fact that she, that she's religiously not able to cut it and, and, and just said, you know, that it's a shame that, that she has to put up with people making fun of her or no, she said, it's a shame that, that she can't do something about it. Uh And I was like, hmm. Kind of more of a shame that we're all so hung up that yeah. we can't deal with right. just a person yeah. being different. Right. A little bit. Right. Like you don't have to yeah. date her. Yeah. You don't you, yeah. you you can just be cool with her being her. Right. I don't know. Well, and I think it's I mean, it's kinda of, for what I I mean, I kind of I don't understand it at all whatsoever, you know. I would shave my face or yeah. get electrolysis <laughs> or whatever, but it's kind of cool that she's She's using it to sort of teach people about self-acceptance. You yeah, know? absolutely. Just it's, through it's, example, you know, not and, like she's preaching or anything. Right. No, no. And exactly. it's, I mean, there's nothing overtly religious about what she said. You know, I just, I, I have an appreciation. For yeah. That. I, I like it. I, yeah. myself, I, uh, I find religious stricture on what you're allowed to put on or what you're, I find all of that stupid. Yeah. But too. I also feel... I'll just do the exact opposite, even if I don't want to. <laughs> That's true. Just because I don't like rules. Yeah, you're you're bad at rules. I, I don't you enjoy don't, them. You don't. Yeah. En- you're not a friend to rules. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. I, you know. But I, anyway, there you go. She's good. Now you tell a story. Um. Well, the story I have is kind of a a bit of a bummer. Um. It's not <laughs> necessarily. Religious, but it has to do with an organization that's affiliated with religion, mm. um, the Boy Scouts of America. Oh, I like the Boy Scouts yeah. of America. Oh, yeah. I well, think you know, amazing. I was a bo- I actually was a Boy Scout. Yes, there were you some were. Things that were really great about it. I had a lot of fun, and I learned a lot. But there's, I mean, it's a very it's a paternal institution it's exclusionary i think it is a religion it 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 has there's nothing about it it, everything about it smacks of religion except the whole going out and camping thing right it's it's camping religion no well maybe not i mean like think about moses you know traveling (laughs) okay in the wilderness it's old time religion so maybe that's not so different but um they do i mean they are affiliated with Religions and a lot of um, church organizations right. and synagogues have. Yeah, well, I mean, every Boy Scout charters or whatever. Every Mormon in Utah, every young Mormon man, yeah, goes to Boy Scouts, right? And it's, it's led by someone in their Mormon ward, right? It's not. I mean, it is as as 
what's the word I'm looking for? Incestuous a relationship yeah. as you can get. Wow. It might as well be part of the same well, thing. Well, that, I mean, putting it that way kind of leads to what this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a good lead into. Not necessarily <laughs> incestuous, but it, I mean, much like the cover up of the Catholic Church, uh, the Boy Scouts did a cover up of molesters, child abusers. Oh. And, you know, for similar reasons, they they didn't want bad publicity. They didn't want to be linked with, you know, these individuals. So <laughs> they would they would just quietly um, kick them out, ha- have them ha- make up an excuse for why they're leaving these, these leaders that were molesting young boys. Oh, and, my God. Um, they actually, I mean, they kept records about it, but then they never reported it to... The, the authorities. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And this happened. I mean, this happened from the seventies to the early nineties. Mm. I don't know if it's different now. I mean, they're still they're still looking at documents. Um, apparently, this is a, a a group that's looking at them um, in California. So, mm. and apparently, they're you know documented like sixteen hundred. Um, Files of of um, abuse victims. Oh and, God! Um, I, I, it's and most of them were covered up. Yeah. yeah. Well, five hundred instances. Um, they learned the Boy Scouts learned of the alleged abuse after it had already been r- reported to the authorities. Oh. But then there were about four hundred cases where. They knew in advance, and then they didn't report it to the authorities. Wait, and knew in advance, meaning knew before the authorities found out. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, that yeah, I put that very awkwardly. But. You're an awkward guy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> well, it's a it's a mildly awkward topic yeah. anyway. So yeah, uh, so not. I mean, kind of a bummer. I think I think one of the things that we need to start looking into as a as a society. Is whether or not it's a good idea to uh, to entrust our boys with stranger men, right? I mean, we already look at that as, a, as for girls, right? We already go, right. um, maybe that's not the not greatest idea, idea in yeah. the world, yeah. And there's there's, I mean, that's there's sexism in that. That's that's a problem. Well, yeah, we. I think honestly, I think we just as a society would rather think are more okay thinking about girls and rape and and not boys and not boys right it's more it's 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 harder for us for 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 the public imagination to think in terms of like to actually consider boys being raped and boys being molested which is so yeah it's really absurd that kind of disconnect yeah i mean that's Vic- kind of part of your job as a parent is just to protect your child. You know, it doesn't matter <laughs> what your gender bias is. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You'd think you would, you might think that you might. Dave, yeah. But, uh, obviously you're wrong. Right. What we do with the boys is we cover it up. Yeah. And they tough it out. Yeah. Cause they're tough little boys. So that, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, well, that, that must be a hard story for you being so connected. <laughs> As you are with the Boy Scouts of America and how much you love them. And I think what Dan's referring to is um, my dad actually works for the Boy Scouts here in Salt Lake City. And he has um, ever since I was a little kid. And I actually 
was working there when I was in college when there was a scandal. A guy that was one of the professional scouters actually was discovered um, that he'd been molesting uh, for years boys. And um, yeah, it was really disgusting. Um, but they, the council here, they, you know, they reported it to the authorities when it um, came to their knowledge, I guess. Mm. And so it was a little different scenario. But yeah. Well, there you go. At least we all got to go camping. <laughs> That's nice. That was actually one of the the brighter moments in my Mormon upbringing. It was going camping. Yeah. Yeah, I'm for really sure. glad that they were, you know, I didn't get molested, so I was really happy about having that outlet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, honestly. And being able to go camping and hang out with my friends, you know. There's there's not a point in my childhood where not being molested didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every point along the way, I'm grateful that I wasn't that molested. I wasn't molested. Me too. Okay. Well, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna totally switch gears here. All right. And uh, and be careful because while you're while, as you're moving your uh, your chair is squeaky. I oh, gave you the squeaky chair. Sorry. Okay. If you guys hear squeaking, it's Dave moving. So he's he's squirmy, fidgety. <laughs> Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. So okay. So there's a, a blogger. You've you've heard of these blogs on the internet? Blogs. Yes, I have. <laughs> That's when people write things. Anyway, um, this guy's a, an LDS man mm-hmm. blogging about various things, but he's not always a sundry. Various and sundry things, yeah. but he's not always um, totally complimentary of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Ooh. The Mormons, <laughs> brought to you by the Mormons. Uh, so, uh, and and he's been pretty critical of Mitt Romney. Well, he was uh, he was called for a disciplinary uh, meeting. Ooh, yeah, he was which called. Means in, he's getting kicked out, which means that he faces yeah. uh, excommunication. Yeah, yeah, in the Mormon Church, that's a big. I deal. wonder what the yeah what the statistics are of people that are called for those disciplinary. Mm. show trials and then the ones that actually a remain lot, in the church yeah I, I know that a lot of times like if you're uh it's i mean it depends on what what your crime is i know <laughs> if you fornicated that's different than if you you know shit on your leaders in a in a public forum like a blog or whatever but i right. i I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they have different courses of action that they can take they mm-hmm. can they can disfellowship people which means that which is the, kind of the funny way of saying we're not going to be your friend anymore. <laughs> you Don't can, call me. You can still I'm deleting to, you from Facebook. Yeah, I'm, I'm defriending you yeah. from the church. Yeah. <laughs> I unfriended you <laughs> in church. And then like, but then they can still go to church. They can still be a, sort of a member and then they can sort of claw their way back to being friends again. Oh, okay. If friends. If they're nice. You if can you're be, nice, you can be friends with us again. <laughs> And then there's excommunication, which is like, you know, all the way kicked out yeah. sort of thing. Booted. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, this guy called in. And then so the initial reports were that he was being called in because he was critical of Romney. And he, and they, it was basically they were like telling him, don't do this anymore. Then there were reports that uh, that that's not why. Um, no. So, so the original report came out in... Um, this is, by the way, the guy's name is David Tweed. Uh-huh. He, ma- he manages, uh, he's the managing editor for MormonThink.com, which is a pretty big 
Mormon blog. And he, uh, he originally, he said that he, uh, he had a feeling in his gut that his Romney remarks were what was the cause. Really? I think we can all agree that that's probably it. Well, and that's the thing with those. I mean, it's, there's not any sunshine in those hearings or whatever you want to call them. So you can't. There's no way to really get both sides of it. It's and you say, yeah, one guy's the guy in question sits in a chair and then like five or six other men in dark suits sit on the other side. I think, I mean, usually it's the Bishop and and the stake president and And maybe a couple of council. Yeah. A couple of other guys. And they all just look very seriously at you and you get to say somebody, somebody is tasked with the job of representing you. Oh really? Yeah. You get, you get a church lawyer, you get a church lawyer. Yes. (laughs) But they're, I mean, they're part of the council. That oh, is yeah. also putting you on trial. Right, so that's right. why I call it the show trial. Yeah, well, it is a show trial right. because it's not like you – there's no law here. No. It's just the important guys get to decide whatever they want to. We don't like you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all the evidence says that, says that you're fine, but mm, my gut tells me that Jesus wants you out of our church. Yeah. So, yeah, there's – um, so uh, apparently uh, Tweed um, – yeah, he's, so he's been called in, and then, and then here's what's great. So this got a lot of attention, and uh, the the initial thing was on like the Daily Beast, and then uh, the Salt Lake Tribune writer uh, Peggy Fletcher Stack, who we've mentioned on this show a few times, mm-hmm. she picked it up and she got the church's commentary, which was that this wasn't about the Romney comments at all. But by the way, what but he's being charged with is apostasy. That's that's yeah. what he's being charged with. And they, they are claiming that it's more about like things like I think I just he talked about temple ceremonies on the blog and stuff, which you're not supposed you're, to talk. You're about. not supposed to. Yeah. It's um, sacred, not secret. Yeah, it's a, it's not a secret. Was, yeah. But don't talk about it ever. Yeah. Because it's sacred. major. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he talked about and he talked about church history and things that were wrong in there. Now. So 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 that was sort of the. uh the second story. Now the news story is his his uh, court hearing has been postponed till after the election. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what's great. Yeah. So they said it'll be rescheduled due to quote scheduling conflicts. Right. They're going to reschedule it so that it doesn't make any more waves until yeah. Romney is duly voted down. Isn't it? Oh. Um, <laughs> But isn't it the policy not to mention like the church doesn't tell the press or tell anybody what the issue is that you're being held? Well, they said apostasy. Yeah. They said that's what it was. Um, he's uh, – so yeah, that, I think that that is very telling. Yeah. It says – Tweet says he now believes that his local Mormon leaders are postponing his disciplinary council, quote, until after the election, but that's just a guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well – But I, that's interesting that they – I mean that they're going that far with the whole PR because normally they would not comment on the reason somebody is being brought before the council. Well, he may be commenting. He may well, be the he one he may be commenting, but usually the church would say we don't have a comment. We don't discuss these oh, ecclesiastical yeah. oh, matters. Right, right, right. But no. When – right now, yeah. they're doing everything they can. They're breaking every rule they have that they can possibly get away with breaking. Right. If they feel like it'll help Mitt. Right. It's all about Mitt. 
Get Mitt Which, in. I don't know. I mean, if I was the leadership of that church, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on Mitt. I wouldn't put all my hopes on. He's not a great candidate. No. Well, he's, he's really. He's, he's so cringeworthy. Watching him. <laughs> watching him contradict himself for the last. How many years has he been running? Yeah. So it just. It's. It's so squirmy. Yeah, it's oh, it's gross. Yeah, it's gross. But you know what are you gonna do? It's not a. He's, it's, he's the only candidate they got. Well, they had Huntsman. Well, yeah, they hate that guy. I know he's liberal, pretty socially liberal. Yeah, yeah. He was he was the keynote speaker at the uh, Equality Utah event just this last, just two days ago. That's. God, yeah, man, yeah. I sat. I was. It was very. I was very important. I sat at the table right next to the mayor's table. Oh, and, you did. Yeah, he came out. His wife spoke. Yeah. Well, and Mary the Equality Kay Utah is a, an organization that um, fights for equality for LGBT people in Utah. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's 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 the gays. Yeah. All all all, every, all the major gays were there. All, all of Salt Lake City's high powered gays. Oh, there are a few of them. There are. You got that Bruce Bastion fellow walking around. He's got some money. He's got a lot of money. Yep. And he's gay as a May Day. <laughs> and he is also gay. And he. Fulfills and the requirements. Of he being fulfills gay. all of the requirements of being gay being and or rich and both gay or and both rich. Of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, what what else do you got? Um. Oh, I have a story. This is another bummer story. I have all the bummer stories. Oh, good thing we ended with it. Yeah, I that's know. good. Yeah. So this story is about the ivory trade. Mm, I love and, ivory. Yeah, uh, it's, it's good for, for piano keys. <laughs> I guess it's good for a slew of other <laughs> things like religious artifacts. Um, apparently, the the ivory trade is on the up. Oh. And um, there are estimates that 25,000 elephants were killed uh, last year. Like illegally killed. Illegally killed for ivory. Ew. And um, I guess in the Philippines, Catholics use ivory to construct crucifixes and... Uh, figures of the Virgin Mary and other icons. Uh, <laughs> and there's a province called uh, Cebu, in, and it's particularly known for its ivory renditions of the Santo Nino de Cebu, which is the holy child of Cebu. Which, ah. And kind Wait, of the where, controversy. Where's Cebu? Uh, it's in the Philippines. Oh, it's in the Philippines. Yeah. I was like, why is it in Spanish? I was th- I'm, <laughs> I'm still thinking in terms of like elephants. I'm thinking in Africa. It, and it I'm was like, that whole colonization thing yeah yeah the spaniards really didn't get into into africa the way the english and the french did but no yeah anyway go ahead so this uh, um so apparently the vatican hasn't really taken any steps to discourage the ivory trade and that's kind of where the scandal is um and you know we've they've been they've been contacted and they haven't they haven't um they haven't released any kind of statement and they're um. not really Apparently not really interested. They don't care. They yeah. want to keep doing the yeah. ivory thing. Right. But I, I mean that – I would think that's, you know, that's a PR thing for them. Why do they want to be associated with, yeah. you know, the the illegal poaching of – I mean I guess that's a little redundant. But the poaching <laughs> of, you know, this endangered animal. Yeah. Are they endangered? Elephants? Yeah. Yes. Both kinds? African uh, yes. and, and Indian. Indian? Yes. Asian elephants. Asian elephants. Yep. Well, there you go. Yeah. Stop. Okay. Bummer. Well, I guess we're not allowed to kill elephants anymore. Great. 
and carve our figurines out of them. Can we still get tiger penises to make us more virile? (laughs) Or are you going to try and take that away now? God. Or rhinoceros tusks. Right. Right. It's like we can't have anything anymore. I know. Or, yeah. We should start rumors now that, like, like... Like endangered whale semen is good for your hair, or just like let's just. Well, why can't we? Why can't we say like the plastic in the big like plastic drift in the Pacific Ocean is really great for your virility, and then everybody can go out and like and eat start that. cleaning it up. You know, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. why, why don't religions do that? Well, and that's the other thing. You know, like when you have this institution, this paternal paternalistic institution that can kind of, you know. Um, have all they have all these followers that are willing to you know make be more malleable maybe mm. why why not use your influence for good in this case and say you know what knock off the ivory shit yeah you know we really don't want to lose all our elephants right exactly well yeah they would have to care about yeah. things yeah and I, I mean i'm not always into coercion but i don't know maybe this in this case maybe it could do some good if you've got a damn pulpit <laughs> i know just get up there and do do, yeah. do one good thing do one good thing instead of telling just, people not to masturbate just for right. one day instead of telling people not to have sex yeah tell them not to kill elephants to kill elephants and definitely don't kill elephants while you're having sex right I'm, that's I'm, egregious. That's, that's just going too <laughs> that's far. Way too far. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm reminded of the uh, the old you're, the Marx Brothers thing, the the old Groucho line where he was talking about being on safari, and he says, "Oh, this is so dumb." He says, "He says I once shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I'll never know." Oh my god! Yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, to get in touch with us, you can go to facebook.com and slash TGI Atheist. That's a that's a good place where we're we're almost we are at 199 likes. And we need one more like to be over 200. And that's numerically important. It is because it's a round number. Oh, what happens? um, Then I need then we need everybody to go to 300. Okay. So So tell your friends and family about it. I know for real. It's not like anybody's going to disown you for liking us. If if they ask you, you just say it's just a comedy show. Right. Or something. Yeah. And you and you hate us. And you liked us so that you could track us. I just liked you so I could hate you. I like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you can follow us on Twitter. On the uh, twits. The, the, the twit feed is at uh, TGI Atheist. On the twits, Romney. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, you tell there them. you can email at uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Yeah, that's a good way to get to get in touch with us. Or leave a voicemail for us, which we haven't had a lot of voicemails lately. But you can so leave, leave us a, a voicemail. Yeah, you Say can, something to us. give us a call. Say something at us. Hashtag. You, you talk call. to us. <laughs> <laughs> get hashtag on my podcast. How dare you? I just did. Oh, crap. Anyway, the number to call is 424-666-TGIA, which is 424-666-8442. And then also remember that um, TGIA is taking donations because this this shit ain't for free. Hooray! We we are taking donations now. Oh, we are. Yes. Yes. So you you can come to – you can go to thankgodimatheist.com. And thank God I'm atheist.com is sort of a bloggy thing. And then you can look on the right-hand uh, side of the page, and you will see a little 
a, a lovely picture of Jesus Christ dressed as Uncle Sam <laughs> pointing at you, importuning you to give us money to help us out. Um, and and it really will go a long way. Whatever you can whatever you can afford to give us will really help us out a lot. As a matter of fact. We've got some donors to thank. Oh, nice. Today. So, yeah, yeah we're very pleased about it. Um, That's great. Bjorn, uh, who is from Hamburg, Germany. Die Bild hübsche Stadt Hamburg, <laughs> if you don't mind me saying so. Um, he sent us, he was our first contributor. Thank you, and Bjorn. It was awesome. And he also, he mentioned, by the way, a thing that's very important. He he wanted to do a subscription because we've got two different options with, with the donation thing. You can either. Click donate and donate a one-time amount, or you can click subscribe, and then it'll just you, it'll just regularly take it, like you know five bucks a month, yeah, or something like that. You just put in five bucks a month, like a cup of coffee, yeah, and you, and you subscribe, and it helps us out tremendously, and you can feel a little better about yourself and think that you're a good person and yeah. all of those sorts of things. So do that. Um, but if you do that, um, it didn't work for Bjorn, and the reason that it didn't work is because you even though it does it. PayPal makes it look like you don't have to like have your own PayPal account. You definitely do have to have your own PayPal account. Oh, okay. So just sign up for an account. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything, and then you can subscribe, and it will just uh, you'll just automatically have a thing that's t- you know five or ten bucks no every month. Deal. Yeah, no big deal. You can afford that, but it's a big deal for Dan and Frank, <laughs> for sure. It's a big deal for us. We yeah. we definitely and it'll bring it'll help us to bring you better programming in the future because we we have big plans. That will go into effect when we have the money to do it. <laughs> so if you're sick of the same old thing every goddamn week from us, <laughs> then give us money. I'm not sick of it. I think <laughs> oh, it's pretty entertaining. Oh, thanks, Dave. But I'd like to see more or hear more. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have some fun things for you. Also, um, Maria Lisa uh, donated to us. Thank you so much. And Tracy, thanks goes out to all of you who donate uh, or who uh, have something fun to say uh so i'm gonna do we're gonna do uh our traditional pat robertson break <laughs> it's not supposed to be just pat robertson but he's such an easy go-to guy yeah. that like if if we're ever like so, oh crap we didn't come up with some audio it's like well let's just type the words prolific, pat robertson yeah. and see what crazy bat so, shit shitty said today oh, so i can't wait what's he gonna say yeah so okay here we go but ladies and gentlemen, this is a fascinating book. If you want to, uh, you better take your blood pressure medicine before you read it. But it's The Professors, the 101 Most Dangerous Academics in America. And that's just a short list of the uh, 30, 40,000 of them. They're like termites that have worked into the woodwork of our uh, academic society. And it just, appall- it's appalling. This is available at CBN.com and bookstores everywhere, and you really ought to read it and be informed. It's Terry. interesting that, that, that so many conservatives haven't seen this because decades ago we were told that infiltrating education was the way to take over the country. We well, should have been on alert. They, they gained it. I mean, these guys are, are out-and-out communists. They are radicals. They are, you know, some of them killers. And uh, they are propagandists of the first order, and they don't want anybody else except them. That's why Regent University, for example, is so terrifically important and while we're setting up an undergraduate program that hopefully will see shortly 10,000 students and then from there 250,000 because you don't want your child to be brainwashed by these radicals you just don't want it to happen not only brainwashed but beat up they beat these people up cower them into submission <sighs> ah. 
frustrating. The professors read it. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's pretty genius. For the love of God, people, don't let your kids get educated. Right. And don't let them get killed by some of these professors. <laughs> They're murderers. Yeah. They are killers. Termite termites that have worked their ways into the woodwork of yeah. our society. Well what's amazing to me is that like there's this sense from them that like if your kids hear this stuff they will be brainwashed. Washed. They will have to. <laughs> they will, they will their be, brains will get scrubbed and washed. They will be washed. <laughs> and then and then what will we do? Right. Although what's funny is well, that. Well, these guys are pretty insidious. I mean, think about it. Like these professors, these sneaky professors. And some of them are killers. I mean, they're totally, completely getting away with it, these communist professors. It's pretty amazing. amazing. Well, you know, once you get tenure, you're allowed to kill. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, and then the university, like, they can't the whole you. system of the university will help you to cover it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, That's why there are so many binge drinking deaths on college campuses. <laughs> they're actually just, they're. Poisonings, yeah, yeah. Professors, the professors are killing. Right. Yeah, they find all the kids that don't that that still cling to their to their Christian good Christian upbringings, right? And they murder them <laughs> to eliminate them. The ones that can't brainwash, right? Because I know that when I was in college, I was not able to discern for myself if I wanted to believe something that I was being right. taught. Right. I was completely incapable of that. Totally malleable, yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway. Just my mind was mush at that stage, and they, <laughs> they were molding it, and, you know, they weren't, if there weren't Christians there molding it, then it got molded by communists. Well, because that's. Look how you turned out, Dave. Right, that's right. You were you were brought up to be a good Mormon boy. And now and, I'm a communist. And now you. Apparently. apparently. And I didn't even know it. And I didn't even know how, you know, dangerous <laughs> it was. <laughs> What a threat to my life. I know. Acting school. it was, yeah. Acting school is the worst part. Horrible. Yeah. You, got, you do all sorts of rituals, like rolling around on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's brainwashing. And doing some yoga and breath techniques. Oh, like, yeah. Brainwash. Brainwashing. Our brain. I wish some of our uh, school partners uh, had done a little more body washing. <laughs> <laughs> And a little Some less. Some of the more granola elements. But their but their brains were clean. They were. Okay. Anyway, um, so we have a, a an interview to play. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, that's true. You haven't heard it at no, all. No, I haven't at all. So we're going to play this interview. Uh, Frank and I talked to a uh, noted blogger, atheist blogger, uh, Greta Christina. And uh, we'll just... Not to be confused with Greta Van Susteren, which is... <laughs> Greta Christina Van Susteren. <laughs> That's. I think that's her name. <laughs> be, that, that's that, that's that, kind of. I think what I just said means that Greta will no longer post a link to this on her probably blog. Probably never again. She was. She was. She will never come back. <laughs> no, she's actually great, and uh, you guys are going to enjoy this. So here it goes. Well, okay. So welcome today. Uh, we're talking with Greta Christina, who is uh, a a blogger extraordinaire um and and she is she's in town to be taught to to talk at the little mini conference uh that the u of u is hosting called sex extravaganza which <laughs> i just think is a great title for anything i think we, we should title all the things sex extravaganza <laughs> just for fun even uh, the atheist bowling league yes exactly that, right? call that sex extravaganza <laughs> if you want more people to come and if you want like christians to uh to feel very put upon by your title title then that's what you want to do 
Um, Greta is a uh, has been a write, writing professionally since 1989. In case you are unaware of her work, she uh, she focuses a lot on uh, atheism, uh, sexuality, and sex positivity. Lots of LGBT issues. Uh, culture and uh, whatever crosses her mind, including I will point out, and we should have a talk about this: uh, the uh, Project Runway. Absolutely, which this season's driving me nuts. <laughs> ben needed to be kicked off long ago. Can I just say? <laughs> I know, right? Anyway, uh, so she's been she's been uh, featured in magazines uh, and newspapers all over the country, including Ms. Penthouse, the Chicago Sun Times, uh, On Our Backs, and Skeptical Inquirer. Which is different, I think, than the National Enquirer. It's pretty different. Okay, slightly, <laughs> slightly different, but L- less stuff about Bat Boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's a shame, frankly, because he's a great subject. <laughs> and uh, and uh, her new book is just hot off the presses, meaning it was released what? Uh, it was out as an ebook in March, but it's just come out in paper and in audio book. Uh, I think this month. Fantastic. And it's called, Why Are You Atheists So Angry? Uh-oh. 99 Things That Piss Off the Godless. So that I, what a great title. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that... Oh, oh, no. Go ahead, Frank. Well, I didn't know where you were going, Dan. So <laughs> I, I don't want to, like, jump in on you. But, I mean... No, let's just... You go. Okay, you go. I'll go. Because here, here's... Okay, so here's what I wanted to know, which is... Uh, or what I wanted to say was that one of the things that our podcast gets criticized for by other atheists is that we're not snarky and angry enough. <laughs> so I think it's fun. Now, what's what's ironic about that is that we're plenty angry about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of stuff that really pisses us off, but we tend to just be more interested in having fun on our podcast than we do about like (laughs) growling at everybody and whatever. So, but I wanted to talk about what it is that makes Greta angry. Um, that's a very long conversation. It could be, you know, it's a, I wrote a whole book about it. You could it, write a book. I could write a whole book on that topic. And in fact I did. Um, so, so let's narrow it down. Um, a lot of what I'm angry about religion is the terrible harm that's done in the name of religion, and we could talk about that for a long time. You know, right. some some obvious examples is you know little girls getting their clitorises cut off because their parents' religion teaches that it's necessary and that right. that's what God wants. And you know, people or little boys getting their penises or little boys getting mutilated. their penises mutilated because that's what their parents' religion teaches is necessary. You know, gay kids getting kicked out of the house when they're teenagers because you know their parents have been taught that homosexuality is disgusting as opposed um, to a good reason for kicking your kids out of as house. opposed to a good reason for kicking you know it's, <laughs> i mean it's like i could probably come up with a good reason you know they set fire to your stereo or something like that right. but, um um you know it's a, there's this huge long list you know that we could probably all come up with of just really terrible harm that's been done in the name of religion you know faith healing you know people who you know have curable treatable illnesses and get sick and die and, or, or just suffer terribly for years because they believe in faith healing. They believe that medical treatment angers their God. And so they don't treat illnesses that are causing them terrible suffering and in some cases killing them. Right. Um, and again, this isn't, this is something adults do to themselves, but it's something parents do to their children. Right. Um, and I'm always okay with it when adults do it to themselves. Like when I, when I hear about like a, a, a a par- someone who who has denied themselves treatment for something and they're in horrible, horrible pain. I just look at them and go, hmm, okay. 
That's you. You're it's mm-hmm. the punishment fits the crime, I suppose. You're 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 getting your own consequences on that. But when they do it to their kids, that's when it's really the problem. Well, and to some extent, I agree with that. But I also think that you know when I hear about people who are not getting their own treatment for themselves because of their religion, who I get angry about is who taught them that religion. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're still suffering needlessly. And when they don't have to, because they were raised with this ridiculous idea that, um, oh, here I go going, gah, 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 gah. And you said you don't want to do that in the show, but, um, uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it. they, they were taught by somebody, this terrible idea. And because of that, they're suffering. And it's actually one of the things that makes anger at religion very complicated, uh, which is that the perpetrators of the harm done by religion are also very often the victims and the victims are also the perpetrators. And so, you know, I find myself being angry at people and at the same time having tremendous compassion for them. Um, Mm. A really good example of that is Ted Haggard. Um, you know, Ted Haggard, I'm furious with him. You know, he, you know, had this, you know, enormous ministry. He preached hate. He preached, you know, hatred of gay people. He preached horrible ideas about women. Um, you know, just terrible, terrible ideas, um, that did tremendous harm. And at the same time, and also he was a giant fraud, you know, (laughs) it's like, um, to remind people, he, he was, he had a big ministry in in Colorado and he, uh, and, and he ended up, uh, he, he turned out to be having sex with gay prostitutes and right. using speed and, and right. you know, and so on. Which, I mean, fair, in fairness, who among us isn't? Who but... am, yes. Yeah. And in fact, I, in fact, I support sex work and I have nothing against sex work. Right. And I think seeing gay prostitutes is, you know, entirely your own business and none of mine as long as the prostitutes are in the business consensually. Right. Um, but, you know, you shouldn't be doing that hypocritically, secretly, and then teaching the rest of the world that homosexuality is evil. Right. Um, so, okay. So very, very angry at him. And also, so it turned out that he was a big fraud. He was like, you know, taking all this money and, you know, it's, you know, bad guy. Um, but at the same time, I had this tremendous compassion for him because he's clearly a closeted gay man who had this tremendous hatred of himself and this tremendous shame about his sexuality. And he was taught that presumably from a very young age. Yeah. And so he's the victim of this. A terrible religious idea that God hates gay people and doesn't want them to have gay sex and doesn't want them to have relationships and sexual pleasure and so on. He's the victim of this religious idea as well as the perpetrator of it. Right. Well, and so often that's the case with religion is that the people who are who are most perpetrating what we would what we would easily label the harm mm-hmm. are actually people who intend love, who intend good. Yes. And that's that makes it a very dicey situation. It makes it very complicated. And so for the most part, I try to aim my anger at the ideas and not at the people. Mm. I mean, there's some there's certainly some individual people, especially the the leaders, you know, somebody like Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson and, you know, so on. You know, there's you know, the the Pope. Right. Um, you know, I'm perfectly happy to be really, really mad at the Pope because um, they're leaders and they're also they're obviously intelligent, powerful people and they should know better. Um, but for the most part, I try to aim my anger at the ideas and not at the people. And I try to remember to have compassion for the people and also to remember you know think about atheists most atheists were at one time religious believers Mm. and i don't want to be you know so furious at religious believers that i don't remember hey these are human beings you know they're trying to do for the most part they're trying to do good in the world and they just have this really bad idea uh that is in fact causing them to do harm and you know i try to have compassion for the people while maintaining anger at the ideas yeah i think that that i 
it's a tough balance, isn't it? It's a, because there's so much just bullshit <laughs> that just flies around, and you know, it's it, you can almost smell it going from pew to pew in any in any church. But yet, you can't doubt the sincerity of most of the people who are there. You know that they're mostly just genuine people who who are who think they're doing something that's fine. Yeah. So, you know, and then the rattlesnakes come out and people start handling them and, and getting killed. So yeah. it's it's a tricky business. It is. My, my friend uh, J.T. Eberhardt, who uh, writes the blog, uh, What Would J.T. Do? Mm. Um, and he's a very good public speaker. And, uh, and he talks a lot about reason as a moral obligation. And this is this idea that he talks about is how, you know, most religious believers are good people. You know, the parents who let their children die because they have a treatable illness but – they, the parents believe in faith healing. You know, they're good parents. They love their children. They want what's best for their children. What they, it's just that they have this really bad idea, which is that God doesn't want you to see a doctor and you're going to burn in hell if you do. And, you know, if that idea was right, then they would have been doing the right thing because, right. you know, that's like, you know, well, you know, sure, the kid got sick and died, but then they get to live in heaven forever. So if that idea was right, they would be doing the right thing. And so he points out that we actually have a moral obligation to understand as best we can what is and isn't true about the world. And we have a moral obligation to not deceive ourselves. Mm. I think that's really interesting. And what's really interesting about that is how quickly and maybe unconsciously religion picks up on that and tries to squash reason and 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 critical thought mm -hmm. in to the point where – where was it, Frank? Was it Texas where uh, they, they recently – took critical thinking off of their off off of their uh the school curriculum, the school yes. curriculum. yes they said that you cannot teach critical you can't teach critical thinking in the schools i forget exactly how they worded it but <laughs> that's pretty um, fancy that's pretty scary that's pretty that's pretty crazy that they're that they're willing that they're willing to just so overtly state that mm -hmm. is is just mind-boggling to me well and you see that a lot in it's not universal in religions, but it's certainly very, very common, this idea that questioning and doubting is bad and that you should just – if you have questions and doubts, you should just quash them and just have faith. Right. And um, you know, there's not you know, there's certainly some religions where you know they encourage you know expo intellectual exploration and so on. But for the most part, the most common theme is you should not ask questions. You should not doubt. And essentially what that's saying is – you shouldn't care that much about what's true. Right. You shouldn't really worry too much about the question of what is and isn't true. If you're starting to have doubts about what you were taught is true, stop asking those questions. And again, we come back to this idea that J.T. Eberhardt talks about, which is that we actually have a moral obligation to ask questions and to understand what's true as best we can because understanding what's true is how we – function in the world and how we know it's like you know if you think that dropping a rock on somebody's head is going to cure their dandruff you know <laughs> that's a bad idea and you're going to hurt them and so you have a moral obligation if somebody sell, says to you hey that's maybe you should question that idea you have a moral obligation to question that i think that that's interesting you know you and i were talking earlier uh off the air so our listeners just don't get to be a part of that conversation <laughs> i would just want them all to feel bad right now yeah. but we were talking about um my friend in at burning man who who has all these sort of evangelical ideas about about acid about lsd and about <laughs> psychotropic <laughs> drugs and and we were talking about sort of the concept of uh, of of uh new age sort of religions and 
what was leading me into this? I had a question. I was formulating. But but I, just, I, I do think that it's interesting that you don't just take on the theistic religions in terms in terms of your uh, your your criticism of, of of religion in general. No, I also criticize New Age religion, and I also criticize the progressive and moderate versions of the traditional theistic religions, like right. progressive Christianity and Reformed Judaism, and so on. And I also do criticize New Age religion and spiritual but not religious, and so on. And you know what I say about that in the book is. Okay, it doesn't do as much harm as the hardcore fundamentalism, sure. and 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 I can even work with these people in in alliance on issues we have in common. You know, there's a lot of progressive religious believers and New Age believers and spiritual but not religious believers. You know, who support which means so much. Which means I know it's so specific. Um, you know, but it, it's it's and that's a whole other conversation we could have. Um, but you know, I can work with these people in alliance. You know, and you know, we share often you know positions on same sex marriage and birth sure. control and and, you know, feminism and so on. Um, but, you know, but when it comes down to it, they still have this really bad idea. They still have this mistaken idea, this this idea that's, you know, for which there's no good evidence and lots of good reasons to think isn't true, which is that there's a supernatural world and right. that, you know, that there's some sort of nebulous mystical energy force that somehow – interact with the physical world but serve you know anyway um this is a bad idea there's no good evidence to think that it's true it's never been the right idea it's it's i one of the things i talk about in the book is my arguments against religion and one of the most compelling for me is you look at the history of of human history and hu the history of human knowledge and what you see is this steamroller destroying supernatural ideas yeah. you know, every single time there's been a Idea, a question about how the world works. You know, why do people get sick? Why do children look like their parents? You know, it's like, you know, why does the rain come? Why is there thunder and lightning and so on? Um, when we've had – when and there's been a supernatural explanation and then we've come along and had a natural explanation of it. It's never worked the other way around. We've never thought, oh, well, the rain, we thought that was just condensation of water from the sky. But it turns out that it was magic pixies. Right. Um, that's never been true. Um, so this has never been the right idea in all of human history. It's a really bad idea. And when people have these new age ideas or you know, spiritual but not religious ideas – you know, they can be good people and I can still work with them, but – and it doesn't do as much harm as, you know, the, the hardcore fundamentalist extremism, but it still does harm. It still creates this idea that it's okay to believe things you have no good reason to think are, think are true. It still uh, perpetuates this idea of faith. Right. Um, it perpetuates this idea that – um, that it makes you a good person. And I think that this is, we're talking about spiritual, but not religious mm -hmm. and about what fuels that. Well, I think a lot of what fuels that is we have this idea that to be spiritual means to be good mm. and that to be religious means to be good. And that if you say, no, I really just believe in physical cause and effect. That's really all there is in the world is matter and energy. Somehow that makes you bad or, or sad. It makes you like, Oh, it's such a sad life. You're so right. out of touch with the larger things. And, um, or why can't you open your mind? Why can't you open your mind? Well, you well, know what? I did open my mind and opening my mind was what convinced me that the spiritual world was non-existent. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, or um, as Tim mentioned, uh, quoted the, the idea that if you open your mind too far, your brain will fall your out. Your brain will fall out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I do. I, you know, I remember what I was bringing up with, with this friend of mine who, who's so into the psychotropic drugs, which is that he's also he, – 
he's got a great brain and he's really smart and he's but he's so willing to go to these places where like you know he'll talk about you know the bust busting clouds or or you know if you if you yell angry things at water it will form different ice crystals than if you yell if you say nice happy things to water and it's like at some point, I really the, wish the, this were on television because I want your listeners to see the look on my face right now. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, for real. I've, okay, I've not heard of this one. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, and uh, yeah, what the bleep, right? I mean, this is that's right. In the movie, what the bleep do we know? They just they, they they touted this thing, and it's just like you know what? The science is done. We know how the molecules of water work, <laughs> and none of it has anything to do with how angry you are at it. <laughs> I don't know why you'd be mad at water, but. It's nothing to do with. I can come up with some reasons to be mad at water, you know. Sure. But but you know, it's like I fell in it and now I'm wet. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> but 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 it's hard to it's hard to imagine a world in which the the ice crystals that form after you yell at it are going to be different than the ones that form when you're happy and nice to it. But this is I mean this is what we're talking about, isn't it? It's just it's just any kind of belief, and it doesn't have to be religious. Any kind of believing without sufficient evidence or without you know any evidence is has a potential for harm it does and actually there's an example of this that i talk about in the book um i used to work many years ago at a birth control clinic and uh when women would come in asking for birth control we would you know we'd take their medical history and we would ask them what kind of birth control are you currently using if any and this one woman came in she was looking for a cervical cap and i asked her what method are you currently using using and she said visualization <laughs> and the form of birth control I know and literally and I had never heard of this before and I was saying can you please explain to me what that is and she said that she and her partner visualized a protective shield of white light covering her cervix <laughs> stopping the sperm from getting in and and the reason why she had decided to come in and get a cervical cap was not that she had decided that this was bullshit um, she, they had decided that unconsciously they maybe wanted to get pregnant and that that unconscious desire to get pregnant poke holes in that light gonna po exactly poke <laughs> holes in the white light diaphragm um, um, oh my now, gosh okay so this is ridiculous okay and it's very funny it's, it's laughable no I think Todd Aiken might be on board with that I, I know right it's like exactly it's like you know you clearly you only get pregnant if you really want to right um and so but this could have done harm you know it's like you know Absolutely. an unwanted pregnancy is no joke you know it's not a great thing it's like you know abortion is not a really pleasant experience to go through um you know every child should be a wanted child and um and so this is this is something that could do harm and you see this you know we were talking about faith healing earlier well that exists in the new age world you oh, know people yeah. who think you know they take the magical potions instead of actually treating their cancer yeah. and what do you know they die right. you know um you know we see this i'm you know i'm bisexual i and a lot of my friends are you know lgbt people and you know we saw this a lot we see this a lot with people with aids people with aids who you know take natural remedies you know because it's like all holistic and stuff and they die they right. they you know it's like you know yeah aids medi medication is difficult to to take and sometimes but you know what it keeps you alive right um and and you know i hear so much i hear i had a conversation just the other day with a friend who was telling me all of, who loves to talk about how how you know our medical system's so messed up and the money really taints like what research is done and what drugs make it to the market and blah 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 and i said I'll grant almost all of that. That's Absolutely. fine, but that doesn't that doesn't discount 
all of the advances that have been made, that doesn't mean that you don't go and get treated for your cancer when you have cancer instead of like, you know, I, go ahead and chew on your bark or whatever it is that you're going to do as well. <laughs> but don't neglect the actual science that we know for a fact works or could work. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it scares it's like, me. You know, yes, absolutely. You know, it's like American medical system screwed up beyond recognition. Absolutely. Grant that that doesn't mean magical potions work. Right. And you know what? There is huge money in the magical potions. People who are going on about big pharma and all the big money in, in big medicine. Yes, there's some truth to that. There's huge money in alternative medicine. And it's in a lot of ways a lot more cost effective because they don't have to do research. Right. Not only do they not have to do research, they don't have to tell you what's in it. And they don't they have don't to tell have you to, what's in they, it. It can just be rice powder, like 99% rice powder, and then one little dollop of, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. fish oil or whatever mm-hmm. they're putting in it. Uh-huh. And, and they're good. Yeah. They don't have to do – Then they're, they're not under review by FDA. They're not – I mean mm-hmm. they don't have to do anything. Yeah. It, that's where the money is. Yeah. My, my wife Ingrid is actually um, talking about something about this. Uh, there's supposedly glucosamine. There's this – you know, it's like it's on mm. all the all the shelves. It's like supposed to heal your joints. And uh, there were some uh, researchers who were trying to study this and say, okay, does this actually work? You know, um, and they had to stop the research because they were do they were doing this research based on glucosamine on the shelf. They had to stop the research because the dosage of the, the glucosamine on the shelf was so inconsistent. You know, oh. they weren't even the people who make this stuff aren't being careful about how much of this supposed medicine they're putting in their capsules. It was all over the map. Wow. Yeah. You know that it, this is the kind of thing that I. And it is interesting to me how you you know we all sort of acknowledge that religion gets people to believe things without evidence. Yeah. Like that's just that's easy to point out and stuff. But when you start talking to people, you know, in the Whole Foods about how their ear candling <laughs> might not be what they think it is, uh-huh. boy, they talk about faith. Talk about like you are assaulting their faith yeah. in something, and yeah. it gets hairy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, I think it's something important to remember when we're critiquing religion is that, you know, religion is not the only ridiculous, mistaken idea that people will hang on to for no good reason. You know? Right. Human beings do that. And we all do that. Atheists do it. Skepticals do it. Skepticals. Skeptics do it. Um, uh, you know, it's a human tendency. You know, we believe the things that we already believe. You know, we do confirmation bias. It's a, you know, rationalization. It's a fundamental way that the human mind works. You know, we all do it. And we have to not pretend, oh, well, I'm all skeptical and therefore I would never do that in, in a right. um, What I think is true about religion though is that religion is uniquely stubborn in this department because the belief in religion you believe in ear candling at least in theory it's a physical cause and effect and the ear candle in your ear sucks the wax out and in theory at least provided enough evidence you know it's physical cause and effect you know if the physical cause doesn't have the desired physical effect then it doesn't work religion is not there's no reality check on it it's a belief in the invisible in the inaudible in the intangible in things that happen after you die you know it's a belief in a world that we can't even see you know Mm. you can see and hold an ear candle and you can tell whether it works or not um you know nobody can even people even who believe in god can't agree on what god thinks and what he says and what he wants and doesn't want um so religion there's no reality check on it 
Um, and of course there is. You can just go and ask the man in charge, and he'll be happy to tell you <laughs> if it's real or not. If it's real or not. And then you ask the other man in charge who tells you the exact opposite. Right. Yeah. Well, um, don't talk to that guy. That, that, that guy, guy doesn't know what he's talking that about. That guy clearly is just – the just, first guy. That's yeah, the guy. That guy clearly is just crazy. Yeah. And, and obviously, whatever religion you were brought up with as a child, that's obviously the right one. And those people who happen to have been born in a country you know, thousands of miles away from you and were brought up with a different religion, well – that's just silly. Right, exactly. You would never believe that crazy stuff. Right, exactly. Um, and and the dumb luck of where you were born is obviously on purpose. God yes. wanted me to know that Mormonism was true, so uh -huh. he put me into a Mormon a Mormon uh, family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God just didn't want all those Indian Hindus to, to know the true to, church yet. Right, yeah. So or because... Cause, cause they were, they ways. were, they were dicks in heaven before. So they have to, they, ha they, they get punished or something. <laughs> right, or something. Oh yeah. Um, no, that, that is what Mormons believe. <laughs> no, no, it is. It's totally, we um, were the good ones. The good ones, right. Yeah. In yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so, so, you know, obviously we can't crawl ourselves into thinking that, you know, religion is not the only bad idea that people will hang on to for no good reason, but it's uniquely stubborn, a bad idea. And it's uniquely resistant to evidence and uniquely resistant to reason. And so that's why I think it's worth taking on as a special case. I think, I, I think you're onto something there. You should, you should write a book. <laughs> and speaking of the book, uh, again, it's called, why are you atheists so angry? And, uh, and where can people pick up this fine tome? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, it's available in ebook, all kinds of ebook formats, uh, Kindle, Nook, and it's on Smashwords and about every different format you can think of. Uh -huh. uh, there, the audiobook is available on Audible, uh, iTunes, and on Amazon, and the print book has just come out. Uh, you can get it from the publisher, which is Pitchstone. You can get it at American Atheist Bookstore and the Richard Dawkins Foundation Bookstore. You can get it at Last Gasp. And it's going to be – it's not yet in general distribution uh, like Amazon and so on, but it will be in like about a month or two. Okay, cool. And can people find links to it on your blog as well? Absolutely. If you go to my blog, there's, it's you know all over the place, yeah. You like how I did that? I just yeah. linked into your yeah. blog and my stuff. Blog. My blog, by the way, is called Greta Christina's Blog. Right. Um, I clearly was sleeping through uh, the class when they were teaching how to give your blog a snappy title. <laughs> um, See, and um, I started a blog only because I had a snappy title. Oh, so there you go. we should have been. We should have coordinated. Right, exactly. Um, I had no credentials to do um, it, but there you go. Um, but it's actually probably a good thing because I didn't start as an atheist blogger. I started mostly writing about sex and politics and LGBT issues. So when you name your blog after yourself, you can change mm. the topic. I can write about Project Runway, and nobody can say it's off topic. Brilliant. Um, uh, but yeah, so my blog is Greta Christina's blog. It's freethoughtblogs.com/greta and. Uh, information about the book and all other kinds of stuff, including Project Runway, is there? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and yeah, can I just say, again, that Venn guy's got to go. Venn has got to go. He has to stop. Do you watch Portlandia? Yeah, Do you know yeah. the put a bird on it thing? Yeah, yeah. Ven is so the put a rose on put it. Put a guy. rose on it, right? Yeah. Oh, he's driving me crazy. And and he's well. And, and he's a dick. More than that, he's just a dick. He is. He's kind of a horrible human being. Just, yeah. yeah. What is wrong with that yeah. guy? It's like it's like he's got fashion Aspergers or something. He's got fash burgers. That's not. A, that's I wouldn't not even say that because people with Aspergers can be really nice people. And no, he's, actually, and he's that's, just a that's dick. totally yeah. true. That's totally true. <laughs> Sorry, Aspergers people. <laughs> Anyway, well, Greta, thank you so much for being with us. It, oh. It's been a treat. Oh, you're yeah, so, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. This is a ball. All right. So, uh, yeah, go and go and pick up her book and check out her blog, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Well, she's great. She's amazing. Yeah. She was really fun. We That's had a awesome good time guys, with her. You're really lucky, you know.
spend some time with her. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I'm, that's I'm not, a little jealous. That's not luck. That's by design. <laughs> we get to spend time Pre-ordained. with cool people. Awesome. So, yeah, that was a that was a really fun thing, and we're we're really grateful f- to her for uh, for joining us for that, and we're grateful to you, our lovely listeners, for yes, joining we us as well. Um, so again, if you want to contact us and uh, and say anything that's fun or that's not fun, you can do so. Either you can do so on our Facebook page at t- which is facebook dot com slash tgi atheist. Or the Twitters, Twitties. which is at TGI Atheist. Hashtag. No, don't hashtag. <laughs> you can hashtag on That's Twitter. That's what you do. You guys can do that. Yeah. Sure. Do a hashtag that says, Dave's funny. <laughs> you tweet us and then you say, Dave's annoying. Get Frank back. <laughs> Dave ruined your show. <laughs> hashtag Dave ruined show. <laughs> Hashtag replace Dan with Dave. <laughs> I'm taking over. And uh, you can uh, you can also go to you can go to the uh, the blog and read anything that we might happen to jot down there, which is www.thankgodimatheist.com, which is also where you can make a donation. Remember, the best nation in the world is donation, <laughs> as was told to me by a very uh, by a hustling. The, the, this was the first uh, panhandler that I met the first time I went to New York when I was the like... best nation is donation. He, was, he, had, uh, he, had, he had like 10 different rhyming things. Yeah. He was like, and I was just dazzled. You had to. I was just yeah. dazzled. He, he At just, that point. He just came in and ran circles around me and I was like, take my money. Yeah. You just throw your wallet. Yeah, just, you start taking your backpack off. Just giving him my clothing yeah. and stuff. Do you want my glasses? I don't know. <laughs> You're so fancy. <laughs> Our beggars only just sit there. You've got rhymes. Anyway, um, you can also write us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. That's that's the email. And, uh, and yeah, there you go. Well, Dave, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. That was a great show. Yeah, you, you're doing you. real good, Dave. Thank you. I never did it before. Yeah, so uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.